What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 37 of the RXP podcast. Of course, this is the podcast where three working professionals talk all about their love for video games, movies, and TV shows. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and today I am joined by Alex. Shout out to my local DMV who has really good, efficient employees, and I was able to get my real ID in a very timely manner. Wow, we do not have that here. (laughs) And (laughs) Tiffany. MCU is thriving, baby, and I'm here for it. Oh, yes. Yeah, we have plenty to say about the MCU, um, probably in some episodes upcoming. Um, A little bit sad, you know, just starting off. Um, the What If trailer looks amazing. Amazing. That comes out August 11th? Yes. Is that right? August 11th. But the problem is, what's the problem, Tiffany? You know what I'm going to say. Yeah, Loki finishes on the 14th of July, and July 14th to August 11th, there is going to be a gap and a crevice in my heart without a weekly Marvel bite. I know. That's a huge gap, uh, because Loki, spoiler alert, Loki... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I really like it. And um, we'll probably have more to say on a peer review coming your way probably in the next couple weeks. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll probably talk a little bit about that later. Um, But first, we're going to start with something we like to call plot points. That's right. Everyone's... (laughs) Yeah. Um, Everybody's favorite RXP game. Uh, This is a game where you a.k.a. Alex and Tiffany, try to guess the game, movie, or TV show from IMDb's plot keywords. So today, I'm going to give you the theme of these five games. And I want you to be specific with these five games, all right? You can't just be saying the series. you got to be the specific one if, if that's what it is. So a little fun fact for all you out there. I had said, you know, I wanted to get a Series X before E3 happened. Well, that didn't happen, but I got one maybe a week or two later. And ever since then, I've been diving back into Game Pass. And Game Pass is the gift that keeps on giving. So all five of these are five of the most popular games downloaded on Game Pass as of the time of recording, according to the Game Pass app. How reliable is that? I have no idea. I just made the game. <laughs> Any don't, questions? Don't hate the player. Hate the pass app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's a saying somewhere. Yeah. So we're going to start off with, for game one, I'm going to give you five hints. For the first hint, it'll be pretty vague. If you get it, you get five points. If you get in the second clue, you get four Third clue, you get three. If you don't get it until the very fifth clue, you only get one point, but hey, you're on the board. We'll count up the totals, and then the winner gets put a little notch on the overall score. Right now, just so people back home know where we're at, Tiffany has seven, Alex has two, and I have three. So, Alex, this is your opportunity to get get tied for second, man, or Tiffany just keeps putting on the lead forever. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. Does this include, like, pre-orders, or, like, is it popularity by, like, okay... It is only games that are released as of the time of this recording. Okay. Good question. All right. Game number one. Clue number one. Sandbox. Minecraft. Sandbox. Wow. 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 I thought that might have been easy, and I guess it was. Well done, Alex. 
Minecraft is it. A nice five-pointer to start it off. That's the first uh, time I've the, heard him yell on this podcast. <laughs> he's he's ready. He's got blood in the water. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we're recording a little bit earlier today, um, but he's ready. Uh, yeah. So the clues would have been sandbox, building, biome, netherworld, and creeper. And I promise all of these are plot keywords found on IMDb. So there are more than one uh, game, TV show, movie that involves creeper (laughs) (laughs) all right second game first clue sequel first clue sequel it's kind of like a free guess honestly any guesses going once gta 5 no it is not gta 5 a popular Microsoft, or not even Microsoft, a popular game on yeah, Game, game Pass. Pass. Mm-hmm. Game Pass. Um, Halo 2. Halo 2. No, it is not. It is not. Second clue. Multiplayer. Halo 3. Multiplayer. <laughs> Someone does not know how Halo <laughs> is put in Game Pass. <laughs> No. Forza Horizon 4. No. Good guess. Third clue. Police. Sequel, multiplayer, police. A popular multiplayer game. GTA 4? Nope. Alex, any guess? (laughs) Before I move on to clue number four. Uh, yeah. Police, there's so many things I'm thinking of, but yeah, I can't narrow it I down. I know. All right, the fourth clue. Tactical shooter. Tactical shooter. So it's sequel, War multiplayer. Zone. Nope. Police, tactical shooter. Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. All right, your last clue. This is probably going to be a race for one point. Your clue is Siege. Rainbow Six Siege. Lives. Oh. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that one was kind of like, if you got here, you're going to get it. Because yeah. I gave you 33% of the, the game. The title. So that, oh my God. that is Rainbow Six Siege. Sequel, multiplayer, police tactical shooter and siege. is it a sequel what's it a sequel to rainbow six uh, yeah <laughs> is rainbow six a is a popular series so i'm not sure i don't but like storyline because technically like rainbow six extraction is like yeah, in the world be... of siege mm-hmm. so like i can see those being connected but i didn't think like siege was like directly pulling from a previous rainbow six hey man blame imdb you know blame blame them Whatever blame the internet. to be said, blame the game, not well, the game. Well, I won the round, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm a true jamer. True jamer time. Game number three. Clue number one. Asymmetric game. Asymmetric Dead by daylight. Game. Dead by daylight is it. A five-pointer on both sides now. Woo-hoo. Dead by daylight. <laughs> Clue number one was asymmetric game. I was hoping we'd get to clue number two because that was Nintendo Switch because there is 
aversion for that. Uh, three is Killer. Fourth clue, Halloween. Fifth clue, Nightmare on Elm Street. Good job, Tiffany. I pay Keep attention sometimes. I know. You knew I had to put it in there. Yeah. You knew I had to. Yeah. All right, fourth game. First clue, sequel. Your favorite clue. Your favorite clue. I have to do it, you know? GTA 5. No, it's not GTA 5. Tiffany? The most recent Halo before Halo Infinite. (laughs) It is not Halo 5, even though (laughs) that guess really made my heart sad. Second clue, multiplayer. Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Nope, that's not it. Alex, any guess? Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Nope. Third clue, open world. Is Sea of Thieves a sequel? Okay. Well, that was my guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good try. Good try. Alex? I don't have a guess for this. All right. Fourth clue, reference to... Ayrton Senna. Ayrton Senna? What in the world? It probably sounds more Brazilian than that. (laughs) All right, since you guys don't know that, all right. Fifth clue. Racing game. Forza Forza Horizon 4. Oh, man. You guys basically said at the same time, but... (laughs) On my internet, which Tiffany are on the same coast, but Tiffany started saying Forza Horizon 4 so, first, so, so I will saying give a the, point. the latency is what cost me here? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I also love that it's 6-6 going into the yeah, last round. Yeah, come on, Supposed- Alex, tension. Supposedly, Ayrton Senna was like the best Formula 1 car driver in the world, and then he, he died in a car crash in like 1994. Didn't know who that was, but also there wasn't much... Uh, on IMD keyboards, keywords uh, for Forza Horizon 4, so I had to do what I what I had to do. All right, fifth game for all the marbles. It is six six. So the person who gets this will win this game of plot points. Clue number one: criminal. GTA Five. Any guesses? There he has it. He has guessed it three <laughs> times. It is GTA 5. <laughs> First clue was criminal. Second, modern western. Third clue, open world. Fourth clue, street shootout. And fifth clue, number in title. I gotta well say, the gambit done. paid off. <laughs> yeah, you knew. It's honestly the most popular game of all time. And if it's been on the top chart for Game Pass ever since you got put on there. Um, you said Sea of Thieves, Tiffany. Yeah. And I tried to do Sea of Thieves, but there's literally two clues, two IMDB keyboards. Oh, Keywords what? on Sea of Thieves. Yeah, there, there wasn't enough. Come on, people. Um, put so, some more keywords in there. So the final point total is Alex with 11 versus Tiffany with 6. You guys did really well. There were three obviously very easy 
games where you got five points on the first clue and then two maybe a little bit more difficult where you only got one but well done so that brings our total to tiffany having seven alex having three and myself having three keeping it close everybody alex well done gg so let's start off with some news today we're going to talk about some news and then maybe finish off with some things that we've been playing but we're going to first talk about the nintendo switch and maybe not Nintendo Switch Pro, but kind of Nintendo Switch Pro-ish. We're talking about the OLED Switch version. It comes, of course, in white. It also comes in neon, red, and blue, like the classic Switch. Uh, it comes with the ultra-wide dock, uh, LAN connection straight to the dock. Also with, the, of course, OLED screen. Those are a few things that I picked up on. The white looks super slick. It looks really, really nice. I love those Joy-Cons. I hope they just sell those separately. I guess they do. I know they sell the dock separately, um, but really, really slick design. What are your thoughts? Alex, I want to start with you. Did this sell you? Are you thinking about upgrading? And if so, why or maybe why not? Really what the Switch OLED model feels to me is it's kind of like what the DSi was to the DS in that, right, it wasn't necessarily any sort of major hardware revision but kind of the additional uh little extra features that wasn't present on the original model that says hey you know there are things we can improve and in this case right it's the oled screen on the device itself and then the integrated LAN port on the dock itself um, but we're not there yet to kind of make some sort of major kind of uh internal hardware uh renovations and so just like with the DSi and the fact that I actually, uh, I had a DS Lite um, that I got from a friend. So kind of as like, he gave it to me essentially as like, oh, I don't use this. You can have it. And so having the DS Lite, right? I'm like, oh, I don't need the DSi. Tiffany, on the other hand, did get the DSi. So I did get to see that. But kind of seeing what the DSi was to the DS and how it didn't seem like it really was anything of note. I feel like the Switch OLED is the exact same thing, right? Like the fact that there's no change to the internals means to mm-hmm. me, this is something that's easily skippable because also yeah. the fact that, right, as the name suggests, the major update is the fact that it has a OLED screen, uh, you know, built into the device means nothing to me because most of the time I play docked. So the fact that it has this better screen really I wouldn't get benefit out of it even if I were to have it. So I think this is definitely a pass for me. Also the fact that it's $50 more than the standard model at $349.99 USD really is kind of saying, I mean, maybe I could see getting it if I were to somehow transfer the games from my old switch to the new one. And then I could sell the old, my old switch. But yeah, if Uh you know, barring that, being some sort of you know very small chance yeah definitely it's a skip for me it's not really doing much so um there are actually a couple additional features matt that i think you forgot to mention uh the wide the extra wide hick stand on the back of the switch and it comes with 64 gigabytes of internal memory rather than the og32 and um, about that Ethernet port on the dock, it actually replaces a USB-A slot. So instead of having three USB-A slots, you have two, which are only on the hmm. sides. But I mean, that's okay. like whatever. Um, 
So I agree that the white design is really cool. And honestly, if I didn't spring for the Animal Crossing Special Edition Switch, I may have considered this as an option um, because I actually play a lot of Switch in handheld. I love handheld mode. I am probably, I would say, 80% of the time playing my Switch in handheld. Even though I do have it hooked up to my TV, I'll like, you know, drag it out of the dock and sit on my couch and play it. Or I frequently take it to bed and play some low-key game right before I go to sleep. Um, I think the design looks really sweet. Like, the Mm -hmm. white looks really nice. And I don't know if I've been turned on to the white console because of the playstation 5 because normally i'm not really that into the white aesthetic um, mainly because i'm always worried of it getting dirty more easily or more quickly but i really like the look of it a lot and i was very like interested in the dock separately however when the original dock started going on sale separately like years ago i actually did buy one of those for um purposes of leaving it at my parents house like I got a dock just to leave there and because I because I have that dock and I have my dock with my Animal Crossing switch and I still have my OG switch and its dock I can't justify getting this dock um for my lifestyle because I already have two I'm I'm docks a plenty you know what I mean um, but yeah, honestly, if I didn't have my Animal Crossing Switch, I may have considered it because I like the idea of a little bit of extra memory. I like the idea of a bigger screen. OLED screens are kind of whatever for me, honestly. I don't know that I would have noticed that much of a difference um, personally, but I am a little bit interested in that it's an extra $50, and I'm curious if they're going to start phasing out the old or the OG Switch model event, you know, in the next year or so, once this really starts getting on the market. Um, but yeah, on, I'm going to pass on this. Um, it's just, I don't need it right now. Yeah. I'm very impressed with how many times you use the word dock in your uh, explanation. <laughs> yeah. I wish we had a, like, a dock counter. Like, it would ding, like, ding, ding, ding. Um, I couldn't be less interested in this new Switch. I am sound exactly like Alex. I think I have played maybe a few hours in handheld mode. I I play a majority, like 98% of the time I play in docked mode. So I was really sad to see this happen because like the Switch Pro, I don't know if this was what the Switch Pro was like leaning towards, but I was hoping for more 4K um, docked and like have more quality of life improvements for the actual dock system. And this system is all for handheld. So for people that use handheld, awesome. This is, this is a good upgrade. Or if you're coming into the switch new and maybe you can never picture yourself, maybe you have a lot of commuting on like public transportation and you want to be on the go all the time. Like, yeah, this is going to be a good deal for you. I don't know if there's going to be better battery life. Like, I don't know anything about that. There were like rumblings about that, but I don't, they didn't really talk about it. So I don't, can't confirm that. Um, but for me, it's a pretty hard pass. I'll be waiting for the switch to, I guess, or whatever they end up doing maybe in a couple years or so. Uh, but yeah, this this very feels this feels like the 3ds and 3ds XL, where it's like, oh, 
You want a bigger screen? Get the XL. If you don't care, just get the 3DS. It's exactly the same. It's going to run the exact same stuff. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to run just as well on, <laughs> on my other Switch. And it's going to be docked, so I won't have to worry about anything else. So, yeah. Well, Nintendo being Nintendo. <laughs> them giving us a pro update, but it kind of being like, meh. <laughs> pro adjacent. <laughs> to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully something that's maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit worse. We'll have to see what you guys think. The state of play from PlayStation. This is, of course, their biggest thing that they've had since E3, since Xbox and Nintendo and all these other developers took the stage in June. They're coming back. At the time of recording, it was just this afternoon. They came out and showed up some indie developers and some of the games that they've been working on. Uh, Tiffany, why don't we just start with you? What did you feel about the state of play? Was this what you wanted right out the gate after E3 for PlayStation? No. I wanted I wanted information about Stray. And yeah. you know what? I would have taken a little bit more of a gameplay update for Kenna Bridge of Spirits, even though that's yeah. coming up, you know, August 24th. Um, I honestly Deathloop, I'm I'm really excited for people who are excited about Deathloop, but I'm it's not a game for me. And I actually missed I logged onto the state of play like a minute and a half after it started and I missed the only announcement that I cared about, which was Moss 2, the mm. announcement of Moss 2. At the 2. very beginning. Yeah, the I literally saw the little mouse, was her name, Quill, like on screen and then it fading away. And I was like, wait a second, what's going on? Like, um, So I went back and watched that. It looks cool, which, I mean, spoiler alert or not spoiler alert, I still have yet to actually play moss but i own moss and i've been meaning to play moss forever um but we can talk about what i've actually been playing later uh yeah so some of the games seem really cool sifu looks pretty cool um but yeah. i don't know that i would necessarily play that game and then um the hunters arena did i hear that right that that's going to be free yeah so that's going to be the beginning of august to the beginning of september all PlayStation Plus subscribers can download that game for free. Um, it looks definitely like games of service. And to me, that's the only reason that I'll play that game is because it's free. Yeah, I, I think it looks conceptual looks pretty cool, but I don't know that I'm necessarily going to play. But there is a game that I was uh -oh. like, wait a second. Tribes of Midgard? Honestly? Yes. I'm really kind of into it, but I don't understand it. Like it said... Like, you multiplayer 10 people, but at the same time, you have a tribe and you're building your base. Like, first of all, everyone knows that Tiffany loves a base building game. Okay? Yeah. Base building, and I'm like, where am I at? Like, where can I go to build my base? Let me go build a base. Mm -hmm. Like, if I could quit my job and just build bases somewhere, like, I'll do that. Um, it's not called so, construction? Or, no. <laughs> no, just, like, maybe <laughs> join the Peace Corps and help build houses for people. But, gotcha. yeah, Tribes of Midgard looks so interesting to me. And I'm also, I'm like, because originally I thought it was a tower defense game. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I thought you had, like, a base and you just prevented giants from destroying it so i don't know i'm i'm kind of into it i'm i'm intrigued do we had did we have a release date for that is it already out like what's 
I don't know. Maybe I, I, I wasn't think it's uh, actually already out, and then that was advertising like the first season, like of content. Okay, because I, I, I'm pretty interested. So Matt, you got excited when I mentioned Tribes of Midgard. Like, what are your thoughts on yeah. that? I I'm trying to think of how many times that we've seen yeah. gameplay. <laughs> Too many for Tribes times. of Midgard. We've seen it like three times. Like, and I have never been interested in the game. But for whatever reason, when I was watching it today, I was yeah. like, that actually looks kind of fun. Yeah. Like, that looks fun. And like the season pass that they were talking about, that it kind of like leads to this quest that basically looks like a um, uh, from Destiny. What am I trying to think of? You know, the big thing that like people party up and do. Anybody? Nobody? But anyway, the big quests that you do and like they seem oh, wait, super involved. Oh, about the, the raid? The raid? Yeah, raid. Yeah, <laughs> the, raid, the, the word raid. very yeah. much like a raid uh, to me. Um, and I'm looking up, Tribes of Midgard says the initial release date was July 2019. And that does not seem right to me at all. But that's what Google tells me. Oh. Um, so who knows if that's right. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, when I was watching that gameplay, I was like, if I could get a squad of people to play this, this could be really fun. Could be really fun. Alex, what did you think? Did you did you like Tribes of Midgard or any of the state of play? I mean, I thought this... I actually liked this update rather than Sony kind of coming out with like a direct, I guess, their E3 level state of play uh, post E3 mm-hmm. proper. Uh, mostly because... I think we will get that eventually this summer, just maybe later. And, you know, I'm hoping for next month, right? Like August seems like a good time for them to to have that. But in terms of what they showed, uh, I guess it's something interesting of what Tiffany pointed out that I'm surprised we didn't get things like Stray or Little Devil Inside or just, you know, the previous indies that they've shown and mentioned uh, that they didn't have any updates because it's been a while since then. Um, at least we did get stuff for, uh, Sifu, which was shown, you know, more recently. And also, yeah, I was super surprised with Moss book two, you know, reaching the end of Moss, uh, original, it did seem like they left it open for more story to be told. So definitely this makes sense. I'm excited for it. Obviously all they said was it's in development for PSVR. So it's not, you know, we didn't get a release window or anything. So, I mean, as much as we knew before, I felt like this is just a confirmation of what we already knew. Um, so that was kind of lackluster in that regard. But I was super interested in two things. One I was already interested in, but this kind of sealed the deal and lost judgment. And them showing more of, even though it was the English dub version, not the Japanese, you know, original VO, uh, they showed more of the mini games that you'll be able to play in Lost Judgment. And that motorcycle racing game looks fantastic. <laughs> like, I was more into the rhythm game. Oh, yeah, but oh, we've, we've had sick. those before. Yeah. It, it, the, oh. It's the new things that what gets me, because in the original Judgment, they also had uh, drone, air drone uh, racing. And then now in this one, you have, like, battle robots, like, fighting and I'm like, okay, this is why we come to the Yakuza <laughs> slash Yakuza and Judgment like series like for their fantastic mini games. So definitely super hype. Love that Sega is doing a global release as well because they've always usually released uh, the Yakuza and 
Judgment Games in Japan first and then followed up with the American slash global release later. So shout out to you, Sega. Thank you. Continue to do global launches. We really appreciate it here in the West. And then also, though, <laughs> what really got me that I wasn't interested in before, but this trailer, kind of like you and Tribes of Midgar, was Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. And so this is a 2D action, not noir, but it kind of has like a noir vibe to it where you play as this bunny or like rabbit that wields like mechanical armaments. And, you know, I heard about this previously, but it never really got me. But the visuals and kind of what they showed in today's trailer and the fact that it got a release date, because I don't think it had one before, of I think September 7th. Yeah. Super interested. Love the look of it. I mean, it's right before a couple of other games, a lot of things like Lost Judgment, which is coming out on the 24th of September, and Tales of Arise, which is coming out on September 10th. But, you know, I think those three days are enough that I, I might pick this up on launch because I really like the look of it. It looks like it's got a, you know, it's got that suave slash like cool personality in terms of visuals and the gameplay just looks fun so definitely i am super interested okay side note matt i just looked up more about tribes of misgard it's only 20 dollars, and it comes out july 27th so if you're interested i'm interested okay there's a deluxe edition too that's 30 dollars. i don't really know what's in it we can look at that offline okay yeah Ooh, more to come, more to come. Um, I actually like this state of play. I thought that the okay the indie Jeff Keighley put out like a poll, like how how would you rank this state of play? A B C D. I give it a B, and I feel like that's probably pretty good in my books. Like I like I didn't really get super hype on much, um, but the stuff that I did get hype about, um, I was very into. Like Sifu looks more and more like a game I want to know more about. I don't know what this gameplay is like. Like, every time you die, you age. Uh, do you die of old age? And then do you <laughs> keep dying of old age? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, maybe you have to complete your quest before you get to 100, you know? And, like, it's almost like a roguelite, like, where you don't want to die too often, too early, mm-hmm. because you want to save some of your age for later. I have no idea. It's from the same people that made Absolver, uh, which was all about hand-to-hand combat. A lot of people love that game. I have never played it. It obviously didn't, you know, rock the world. But this is a type of fighting style that they've been literally working on for years. Absolver used to be on Game Pass for the longest time. I downloaded it actually a couple times. Never played it. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in that. I'm kind of happy it got pushed to early 2022 because that makes me think that that's probably reachable. And I don't really need that right now. Like, just be honest, they'll have time to, to make sure it's it's all crisp for us. Um, a game that got announced during E3 was Death Stranding Director's Cut. Um, I've had like, I've been getting up pretty early this week, like in last week for work, and I was sitting in my bed watching the state of play <laughs> on my laptop. And no joke, I was like dozing off a little bit like during some of the state of play and legit fell asleep during Death Stranding Director's <laughs> Cut. Oh my god. Which gosh. solidifies that that game is not for me. And I woke up somewhat into the death loop part and I was like mm-hmm. kind of pissed. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I missed some of it. I don't um, know, man. Because- that, those delivery cannons look delightful. 
I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, watch it. so I played the original, right? So this is the PS5 version of Death Stranding. I played the original. Didn't get the platinum for it. You know, one of the few, like, Sony exclusives I didn't get around to, to putting in the effort for the platinum trophy. But based on what they showed, it looks like a lot of it is just expanding upon what the base game was. And I think a lot of the things there just add to the fun of it. And so the two major things that looked more entertaining to me were the fact that they approved melee combat, which definitely combat isn't a big thing in Death Stranding. Like it's there because there are enemies you have to face, but it did feel on the like looser side of the game. So definitely I'm happy that they're, they looked more into it and they're uh, improving that in that regard. But also, they expanded just how do you deliver packages, right? Because the whole game is just UPS simulator. And so the fact that they've added literal, like, orbital cannons where you load the packages in and you can shoot them across the map in these, like, capsules just as, like, one more way that looks like it's super entertaining to, like, get from point A to point B. And on top of that, they added uh, a little biped uh, walker robot. robot. Yeah, yeah. That you can either put packages on to walk next to you or or that you can ride ride it. it. Yeah, Yeah. it can walk you to your destination. And what's interesting is this is something that was in the original game, but it was kind of on an automated system. So you could set this robot to say you want to deliver packages from point A to point B, and it would just do it by itself, and you wouldn't like interact with it. So I like how they're bringing that in as an access to say, hey, this was something originally in the game, but we can expand it and make it a little bit more involved and make it a little bit more fun at the same time. So Hmm. while I don't think I will upgrade, I do want to point out, apparently the upgrade's only $10 if you own the original. So that's really nice because, you know, not throwing shade, but apparently the the upgrade for Ghost of Tsushima to the PS5 version is $30. So, you know, there's that. Money grubbing. Yeah, but anyway... Uh, the fact that it's only $10, it seems very non-intrusive. If you want it, it's there. It's cheap for the people that already bought it, right? Because $10 definitely is like, hey, if I can get all this extra story content and gameplay for 10 bucks, I think it, the value is there. I just don't think I'm personally interested, just like you, Matt, of like, you know, I played it. I think it was a very unique experience, but I would need to go back to it. Wow, I missed a lot. I thought it was just like 30 seconds, but it could have been a couple minutes. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but pro tip for anybody who's wanting to take a nap uh, at 5 o'clock anytime, <laughs> um, the best way to wake up is to death loop gameplay because it's so entertaining. You wake up in the best of moods. So, like, I'm in a great mood now yeah. um, because I woke up and death loop just keeps on giving. Like, that game looks so great. Getting it day one. It happens just a little bit after my birthday, and that's how I'm going to celebrate, is by playing in this game. It looks so much fun, and I can't wait for it. I don't need to see any more, so like, you can stop showing me stuff now, because I just, want to, I just want to figure this stuff out myself, and I can't wait to play it. It should be a ton of fun, um, and that's, that's about that for the state of play, because we, we, we have a little time limit. On today's episode, let me let me break down that fourth wall and let you know that one of us has a place to be. All right. And we're going to start with Tiffany, just in case she has to dip out if Alex and I get too long winded. 
Tony, okay. why don't you tell us what you're planning on doing tonight? And then also, what have you been watching and playing the past couple weeks? So I'm finally going back to the theater. Well, not finally, because I went to the theater like a month ago. But <laughs> I'm going to the theater for Black Widow, baby. I'm so excited uh, uh, for it. Uh. Yeah, for real. You know, in 2019, I should have already seen this. Not 2019, 2020. It should have been out May 2020. I would have seen it by now. We would have moved on with our lives. I'm very excited for Black Widow. Got my tickets and I'm ready to go. So in terms of what I've been playing and watching, obviously watching Loki. That's all I'm going to say. I Ugh, freaking love so it. I've been, I've been waking up early to watch it. Maybe have gotten up at 3 a.m. More to come when we talk about a pre-review. My next, a lot of, I've actually been playing a lot of things. So I actually just started Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart like very nice yesterday and I've played maybe about four hours of it and I'm actually surprisingly enjoying it and I say surprisingly because I've never played a Rift or a Rift Apart game I've never played a a Ratchet and Clank game Um, and this is actually like super fun and the combat isn't as intimidating as I thought it would be because I'm not really good with shooters so it's I really like it I'm having I'm having a fun time I also realized I really like Clank and Ratchet like I really like Clank I just really like Clank that's he's cute isn't he yeah he's adorbs I love him yeah he's very robotic we we had the technology to have our own little Clanks like walking around I yeah, know. That'd be great. I when he's like, we have been friends. I'm paraphrasing, whatever. The little beginning, and he's like, Ratchet, yeah. I want to help you find your family as you have been family to me. Like I was like, ah, it's so cute, um, so cute. And um, I've also I played like two hours of the Yuffie DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, that's actually was really nice. fun. Um, I sh- really How should go back to it. How long is that DLC? It's only like six hours, apparently, and Alex okay. has already kiboshed me or like been like, why are you doing this? Like, why don't you finish Yuffie before you move on to a Ratchet and Clank? And I was like, I'm going to live my life the way I live my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> um, do you. But Yuffie's actually pretty fun. Uh, I did one of the side fetch quests, like collect all the things, like basically like i got to town and i'm collecting all the little posters and i had a fun time doing that um but yeah i really need to get back to that i love i realize how much i miss the world and how beautiful that game looks so it's really nice like going back into it uh, i've also been playing this game called cozy grove which i got on my nintendo switch it is also out on playstation and apparently it got its start as an apple arcade game but it's basically the way a friend described this game is as if someone took Spiritfarer and Animal Crossing and meshed it together. Cause wow, that sounds like you. Yeah, it's you're a little spirit scout and you straight up look like a little boy scout or girl scout. I'm talking badges and all with a little sash. You show up on this island and the island is haunted and you're helping spirits reconnect with stuff. Or, re- or relive some memories and you do tasks for them legitimately this game is made so that you play maybe 45 minutes to an hour every day and the little um you have a little campfire sidekick his name is flamey and you feed him spirit wood and the f- spirits will give you spirit <laughs> wood every time you fulfill their requests 
and give them items that they need and to a point you know you talk to flamey you give him some wood he'll be like oh i sense there are more logs out if someone you know i i sense a spirit will help you and give you a log if you help them or whatever and then like if you collect all the logs for the day he'll be like i don't sense any more logs check back again tomorrow so literally this game is gatekeeping me from experiencing all the things at once sounds like animal crossing and so then i actually did the the horrible thing of time traveling and guess what you guys this game was not meant for time traveling because i messed up my save oh there's some nonsense online about how you can time travel forward but you can't time travel back so what that means is when i time traveled a couple days and played a little bit more i then of course set my clock back to normal time and then i like went back into the game and the game was like I don't understand what day it is. Like, what's happening? You can't use the shop. The shop is closed. The flame can't recognize if there are more logs or less logs. It's broken. Wow. Yeah, so basically I'm waiting for when the game time and my real time coalesce, which will, I think, be tomorrow. And I will then find out if my game is, if my save is effed. Or if I'm back on track and I just can't time travel anymore. If it's messed up and the save is corrupted, will you restart? So funnily enough, I did. So the game actually lasts for three save slots. And out of like, out of interest or I don't know, desperation, I created a second save slot. And I was like, maybe this will be my like normal slot and not my time travel slot. So I did, but I've only played one day on that slot, even though I have... You know, it's been a couple of days since I started. So, you know, if my save is corrupted forever, I will, I think I'll still give it a try. It's a very adorable game, Matt. You're right. It's very okay. cozy. And you know what? I think once I start, you know, for audience's sake, I basically worked a week of night shift and then like I'm off for a week and then I go back to a normal schedule. And I think part of the issue was, or one of the things that really worked well was when I was on night shift, playing a little bit a day really worked out for me. You know what I mean? But now that I'm off for a week, I have a lot more free time. And so I'm like, I just want to play mm-hmm. video games. And so yeah. that didn't work well. But once I'm back to working, you know, regular hours, I will only have time to play a little bit a day. So that game is perfect. And lastly oh by the way so i would recommend people check out cozy grove it's only 15 dollars. the last game that i've been playing or not i mean not the last game but the one that's really on my mind is a little game called monster hunter stories 2 rings of ruin i have pre-ordered the digital deluxe version of this game and it comes out on friday july 9th so we're moments away from this game being going live and let me just nice. tell you, this game... Right after she finishes Black Widow, you know, just roll straight into... It just rolls Wings straight into Wings of Ruin. <laughs> that is correct, sir. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is basically Monster Hunter Store Or, sorry, Monster Hunter meets Pokemon. And instead of hunting the monsters and killing them for their pelts and, and bones and stuff, you sure. befriend monsties. 
and you use them to fight battles and stuff, okay? <laughs> you you steal eggs, you hatch these eggs, and then you train them to be killing machines on your journey, okay? And I'm all about it. I They had a very nice demo in the eShop, which legitimately mm-hmm. is the beginning part of the game. And when you buy the game, the demo, like basically you can roll over your save, so it's if it's as if you can just play the game. And Matt, I played three hours of the demo and I still didn't get like, you've reached the end of the demo. Like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like doing a lot of extra things. I was basically playing as if I were playing the game, you know, going into monster dens, looking for eggs, trying to hatch eggs. I was trying to find good monsies. That's kind of my vibe there. Um, it is a turn based RPG turn-based jrpg so you know i like my turn base it has a um combat triangle you know a la fire emblem which is nice and kind of simplifies some things there's a lot of juicy like inner workings of that game that i've yet to really comprehend and understand so that will be the weekend's deal for me um but Mm -hmm. yeah i really i really like it the demo has sold me this is yeah one i would say i could count on my hand how many times a demo has really convinced me um, to to go out and like get a day on launch, and this is one of those games. Excellent, Alex. What has been occupying your time, man? You know, there's it was really only two major things because one one took most of the time, and the other, you know, I had to get in there right in order to not have to keep avoiding spoilers. But yeah, as Tiffany mentioned, I wrapped the Yuffie DLC. Uh, It took me about six and a half hours on normal difficulty to do most of the content. Um, And so there's, there are some things I didn't do. Like technically I never did the Ramu fight to to get him as summon materia. And I never did the optional fight that unlocks at the end of being the DLC in the main game. Uh, So definitely there, there is more content to be had. Obviously there's also trophies for doing a hard playthrough. Uh, similar to the original game. And so I don't think it's something I'll go back to now, but definitely uh, if you were to ask me if Yuffie's worth the $20 price point of admission, I'd say it is, especially due to the story implications that they have post the ending of the DLC, uh, mostly because it ties back into the main game as well. Uh, so you you probably need to play this in order to understand everything at the start of the next main part of the remake so if i've finished i finished seven remake on normal i'm planning on going back and beating it on hard to finish up my platinum should i do the yuffie dlc first so then at the end of that hard difficulty i could play that boss or would you say like it should be at some point in the campaign i should play the yuffie dlc uh, I think it's whatever you prefer, because since I haven't fought that extra boss yet, I don't know how hard he is, but by what I've heard, the way the boss is described, it's like a super boss. So okay. this is definitely like, you probably need to be max level. You should probably have maxed out materia. Like, it's not a boss that's like, here's just an extra fight. Like, you know, Ramu as an extra summon isn't that difficult. Like, he's there so you can get him. But, like, this extra boss in the combat simulator is like, 
oh, we've added like a challenge for the people that, you know, beat the game, beat everything else, and they want more. Like, here you go. Gotcha. Here's that extra hard combat okay. scenario. Um, so, yeah, I think it's up to you. You can probably do it now unless you're not level 50. But if not, I'd say probably play through a part of the hard playthrough before you attempt it. Gotcha. Yeah. And so definitely, I think it's worth it. $20, a lot of good content. As Tiffany mentioned, looks great. Also plays in 60 FPS, and I'm very much looking Ooh. forward to future installments of the 7 Remake series because, man, that game feels good, looks good. Like, And also voice acting, amazing. I love the voice actors uh, that they chose for uh, Yuffie and her compatriot Sonon. And actually, it ties mm. into uh, the other thing I played, the voice actor for Sonon does additional voices in the other game that I've played. So he's not a main character, but the other game being Scarlet Nexus. So this is a game that I've mentioned on previous episodes of the pod. I drafted it for the Fantasy Critic League that we're doing for the pod. And I'd say, you know, my main takeaway is I, I think it's my goatee so far. Oh, um, really? Nice. Yeah, so here kind of at the July beginning of July point, I think it definitely is reaching there. It does, you know, to sum it up, it's a Japanese like anime action RPG uh, where you're essentially following the storylines of two characters, a boy and a girl, and how their stories intertwine and eventually come together at the end. Uh, so they kind of share the same ending. And I think... The strengths of the game is that it knows what it is being an anime action RPG and doesn't mince words otherwise. So the game is, you know, it has a lot of quality of life where, you know, you accept side quests from random NPCs. When you complete the side quest, you can just redeem it from the menu. You don't need to go back to this, the NPC giver in order to redeem it. That I love, you know, it's always pretty boring where these aren't real name characters you're getting the side quest from. So there really shouldn't be any reason for me to go back to. And the game acknowledges that and says, Hey, once you've done it, main menu, redeem it. It's done. You can complete it. Um, and then also this, because there's two stories and the game really wants you to do both uh, stories to see everything that happens to each character. You can play the second character as a new game plus playthrough. So it definitely isn't like a large buried entry to say, hey, we know you played through it once. We don't want to take away everything again, even though you spent the time building up the other character. So we'll just give you all that experience and like let you unload it immediately onto the second character as soon as you start that playthrough. So it does a lot of things well um, and it looks great, right? I mean, as, a, as an anime style influence visually it looks pretty good you know it kind of has a cell shaded design to it um and also music very good definitely would recommend wearing headphones similar to uh Final Fantasy 7 uh intermission dlc with yuffie amazing music wear headphones for both of these experiences definitely adds and amplifies the enjoyment and I'd say the only major takeaways uh, that I would hold against uh, Scarlet Nexus is that one, the storytelling for the most parts is kind of told in a storyboard style. So you have cut-ins of the characters' faces or cut-ins of backgrounds mm. and it's not super engaging. 
So they're not like fully like there are some animated cutscenes, but a lot of it's just kind of like here's a still frame of the character's face. Here's another still frame of the other character's face. They're facing right. each other, and it's like minor lip movements for when they're talking. And I'm like, this isn't very entertaining. Uh, it's not very engaging. And also the fact that uh, there's no post game. So when you beat the story, they give you extra side quests to get the quote unquote best weapons for every character. But they're just, hey, beat this enemy that you've already faced before and then beat this other enemy you've already faced before. Uh, so the game doesn't really do a good job in, uh, I guess, encouraging you to reach max level, which I did because I did also get the platinum. Platinum for the game took me 40 hours. Easy breezy. I really enjoy it. And I think that also is why I enjoy the game so much. Like The game just knows what it is lets you enjoy it for what it is and doesn't really try to hold you back in any regard. So definitely I would recommend it to to the people out there that's looking for a nice, clean uh, Japanese action anime game right now. Um, and yeah, besides that, just been playing a few of the normal things I've been playing, you know, Need for Speed Heat, uh, League of Legends, Hearthstone. And yeah, you know, just kind of waiting till the next thing, next big thing to come out. Uh, and I guess I'd be Kana in august for me so definitely kind of just in a holding pattern currently or could it be tribes of midgard honestly no okay i tried yeah so as i mentioned before i got my xbox series x and with it game pass was kind of open to me i've been craving some dead by daylight and so that's honestly, I've been playing that nonstop since I got the Series X. Um, I I was in the middle of Ratchet and Clank, and I'm I think I'm like one mission away, to where I'm really enjoying the game, but there's just something I'm just like in this co-op phase of my life right now, <laughs> not really my life, but just the past like couple weeks. That all I want to do is just that's true, that's true, that's true. Um, all I want to do is just play some Dead by Daylight and get stalked by some killers, and fix some generators. It's also the fifth anniversary, so we're getting a ton of points and experience, and it goes until this weekend. Um, so it's kind of the perfect time to get the Series X. Um, but it has been a ton of fun. I've been playing with Yasser and Gerald, and we've been having a grand old time. It's been really, really fun. With that, though, Netflix has been releasing a movie every, uh, every week. And there's actually a movie series that's called Fear Street that started last week. It's happening again tomorrow. And then it's going to finish off next week with their third movie. So they're releasing three movies in a row. And they're kind of like a slasher horror movie, all three of them. And for whatever reason, I'm not big into the horror genre, but I just jumped right in and watched it. It wasn't very scary, the 1994 one that was the first one. Um, it's set in 1994, then 1974 maybe, and then 1666. It's all one continuous story, and I have no idea what that means for the overall story, but I'm, I'm here to watch it because, you know what, it was fine, and I'm excited to see where it goes from there. Um, and I'm just like in this horror movie like kick right now, so I'm all about it. Um, but hopefully I'll get back on Ratchet and Clank because it, it is a great game. I don't think I'm as hooked to it that I thought I would have been, uh, which is kind of surprising to me. But I'm enjoying it. I think the story's great. I think 
it's everything that the 2018 version was or 2016 where whenever it came out but just better like every every way it's better and uh i i really think it deserves all the accolades it's getting i don't think it's my game of the year though so um we'll see we'll see if anything can really match up with what returnal has done for me on playstation i think Deathloop has a really good shot though because that that game has just got me so hype but with that I've been speeding to this deadline of 7.28. And ladies and gentlemen, it is it is 7.27 and 33 seconds. So that concludes episode 37 of the RXP podcast. I want to hear what you guys have been doing. Everybody at home, tell me what you've been watching, what you've been listening to, what you've been playing. Write into us. And we'll talk about it next episode. That's at rxp underscore podcast on twitter or you can uh, send us an email rxp.podcast at gmail.com we'll love to read those emails or those tweets but you know what tiffany's got places to be peace everybody see you next time